my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to The Gratitude Diaries, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Janice Kaplan. Thanks for joining me for more practical advice on how to be happier. Today's tip, write a letter of gratitude to someone who has helped you in the past and make sure you deliver it to them directly. Whenever most of us talk about an experience or a success we've had, we generally put ourselves at the center of the story. And why not? We're all the heroes of our own lives, and we definitely play the starring role. But no matter how self-sufficient any of us are, we've all been helped by others. There was probably at least one person early on, and maybe many more, who made a difference for you. Maybe it was a teacher, a first boss, or an older neighbor. There's also a very good chance that you never really thanked the person or let them know how much their help, inspiration, or support meant to you. So this week, you're going to change that. Nobody moves through life fully on their own, so take a little time to think about who has helped you and who should get your letter of gratitude. The idea for a letter of gratitude started with Dr. Martin Seligman, the renowned professor at the University of Pennsylvania. He runs that school's positive psychology center and was one of the key people who popularized the whole idea of positive psychology. In the past, therapists traditionally focused on fixing unhappy states. But when Seligman was head of the American Psychological Association, he launched a major movement to change the goals of psychology from healing illness to improving well-being. 
He made it okay to think in a positive way about what makes you satisfied and fulfilled. Dr. Seligman and I had several long conversations when I was writing The Gratitude Diaries, and he told me that his teams have looked at many positive attributes people have, like honesty and kindness and self-esteem, and they analyzed how each one affects us. It turns out that people who are highest in gratitude are also highest in well-being. Now, there's a bit of a chicken and egg issue here. If you're not grateful and you don't have particularly high well-being, how do you start to change it? Dr. Seligman says that gratitude interventions actually work. And in his many years of research, he has found that the gratitude letter brings about the most noticeable improvements. So back to that letter. Once you've picked the person who will receive it, think about specific conversations you've had with them. Think about how they helped you move forward and then write it all down. Dr. Seligman says to make sure it's concrete and specific and describes what the person did and how you were affected. You don't have to go on forever. A page or so is fine. According to Dr. Seligman, the very best thing you can do is to present the letter in person. Make a gratitude visit. He likes actually showing up at the person's door. But these days, FaceTime or a Zoom call will substitute just fine. Just make sure that you read the letter slowly and meaningfully. No interruptions allowed. Expect some tears at the end from both of you. His research has found that people who actually write the letter and make the gratitude visit feel less depressed and more positive about life for a full month afterwards. That's a huge effect from a very small investment of time and effort. And sometimes it lasts even longer. I've written many letters of gratitude, but I wrote my very first right after I graduated college. And I sent it to the librarian in the small local library in my hometown. When I was very young, the library was the only place my parents considered safe enough for me to ride my bicycle alone. So it was both a place of safety and freedom for me. The librarian knew I wanted to be a writer, and she was enormously encouraging and kind. I moved away, but I never forgot her. And that year that I graduated college, I wrote and published my first book. And when I had an early hardcover copy in my hands, I went back home, got on my old bicycle, and rode to that little library to hand the book to the librarian. I tucked a long note in it, telling her how much her support had meant to me. She had given me so many books over the years. And now I was incredibly proud to give her one of mine. I didn't think of it as a letter of gratitude, but that's what it was. I hope it made her happy, but here's what's amazing. All these many years later, it still makes me happy to think about it. When we thank someone else and let them know how they've helped us, we're really changing how we think about ourselves. So today, start your letter of gratitude. It will give you a new and happier view of yourself. And I promise you'll be talking about it for a long time to come. I would love to hear who will get your letter of gratitude and why. You can reach me at the podcast link at the website www.gratitudediaries.com or the contact link at janiskaplan.com. And please let me know that it's okay to share your story on a future episode. Thanks and see you tomorrow. 
The Gratitude Diaries is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.